0: Hey, housewives, come on in. You know the dirty dishes are still in the sink from yesterday and the laundry is still in the basket. Pop your AirPods in and make yourself at home here. I'm Tracy. I'm Tori. And we We are your Unlikely Housewives.
1: Stepping out in faith and believing that God calls the unlikely, we are here to show you the appreciation and validation you deserve, lead you to authentic relationships, and release you of believing the cultural lies to restore your faith and
0: wellness pull up those high-waisted yoga pants, tighten your top knot, and reheat your coffee for the third time, turn up the volume, and let's go. Hey, Housewives, welcome back. Hey, hey, happy Tuesday. Yes, and have we got an episode for you today? I'm so excited. I'm just going to sit here, be taking notes and all the things, (laughs) just writing my little hand off. So Tracy, without further ado, go ahead and introduce who we've got.
1: All right. Well, you are going to get some information that I think if it isn't for you, you're going to have someone on the top of your mind that you want to refer this episode to. We're going to talk about women's health. We are going to remind you that being tired and stressed and sluggish isn't normal and that you can get to some answers. You aren't alone. And uh, we're going to talk about some pre-postpartum health. And our guest today is Lindsay O'Reilly. Welcome, Lindsay.
2: Thank you for having me. This is so fun. And I am just excited to chat with you all. All things women's health. Yes. Well, Lindsay...
1: Is a functional medicine dietitian here in the Kansas City area. So, another perk of having a local podcaster with us, I or not know. podcaster, but a local person with <laughs> us on the podcast. She is focusing on helping women with hypothyroidism and Hashimoto specifically and getting to the root cause of thyroid dysfunction. However, this episode specifically, we're going to just talk about women's health and we will do another episode on the thyroid. But how we got to Lindsay is so interesting. <laughs> I started following her per a friend's recommendation like 8 10 months ago when I was struggling with my own health issues and everything she shared I was like, "Hmm, that sounds like me. Yep, those symptoms sound like mine." And I did not find out my thyroid diagnosis until about 8 months after following her, but I think it's so cool because she was on a podcast and she was sharing her story and kind of just how she got into her specific diet being a dietitian and it's so funny because Amy has already been on our episode too. And now Lindsay has listened to that episode. It's just so full circle how we've just come together. And our common goal is helping women in this crazy health journey stories, right? <laughs> well,
0: just in life, feeling not alone, like, you know, and most of the time, you know, moms are last in the taking care of ourselves. And so to be able to share this with others and You know, we have such a culture. We've seen the shirts that just say, you know, I drink coffee until it's acceptable to drink wine. Like, (laughs) (laughs) While funny, also not great. (laughs) That's how you feel Mm -hmm. like you need to do. So to talk about these things and to find out that, oh, I'm not the only one that's this way is really great. So welcome, Lindsay. Thanks
2: for coming. Thanks for having me. And I think your story is I hear it often. Mm -hmm. You know, people say, gosh, that sounds so much like me. But I keep hearing everything is normal it's all in your head. It's Mm -hmm. because you're a mom. That doesn't mean that that has to be the case. So I hope that this will resonate with a lot of people. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah. You're not alone. You're not crazy. Yeah. Like, I hear you. I see you. I I tell people that all the time. Like, I hear you. Yeah. I think that's just what a lot of people are looking for, just to be understood and feel like they're not, (laughs) they're not alone. They're not crazy. Yeah. That's how this
1: podcast started. Yeah. (laughs) In general. Just like we both. We kept saying, like telling each other stories. We're like, if we're feeling this, other moms and women have to be feeling this too.
0: Yeah. Well, tell us a little bit about how you got to where you're at. Like, how did you become where you specialize and you focus on Hashimoto's and hyperthyroidism and your background in that?
2: Yeah. So I've been a dietitian for, gosh, I'm going on 19 years, which is crazy. And about six years ago, I was diagnosed with hypothyroidism, just out of the blue. Just did some, you know, just yearly blood work with my doctor. And they were like, well, this looks abnormal. I'm going to put in your prescription. Go pick it up. That was it. Like, okay, that's it. Like, nothing. And this isn't something kind of in my first part of my career. I didn't really know a lot about thyroid stuff and hormone stuff. And so I really just tried to dig in. Get books, listen to podcasts, you know, do research to figure this out because they weren't helping me. Yeah. I called in, I was like, okay, I feel worse now taking the medication. And they were like, oh, no, it's not your medication. That's your thyroid. That's normal. Come back in six weeks and we'll uh-huh. do blood work. And I was like, no, this cannot be, this cannot be it. So, so yeah, that led me just to do, you know, my own research and work on my own health to then now I focus on that in my business. Because I feel like it's an area that we don't get a lot of help in. I feel like it's so common, but I feel like a lot of doctors, there's just not... The response is either here's medication or you have to have your labs at a certain threshold where you do need medication or you do need help. And then they also say, but diet and nutrition and exercise and all the health things don't make a difference, which is Mm. not the case. And so, yeah, so I just... I feel really strongly about women's health and, you know, helping women who have not gotten the help that they really, yeah. really need.
1: Mm-hmm. So do you think that this is just a general health question? I think many of us moms, we will say, like, we were so much healthier before we
0: had kids. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Obviously. Among it, other things. <laughs>
1: yeah, right. <laughs> we're going to talk just kind of this, like, pre, pre, uh, how do we say that? Pre-pre? Pregnancy. There we go. (laughs) Yeah. Pre-kid. yeah, pre Yeah. Pre-kid and usually 20s, even sometimes 30s. You know, we're doing all the things we think. We're moving our body more. We are, you know, hopefully what we say we're healthier. What do you think it is? Because some people say that, you know, pregnancy is really that like first trigger that throws everything off. Um, It was for me. That was my case. Little did I know what it was. And then I had three more kids. So... (laughs) It's just that up and down. So where do you think women, before they get pregnant, what is it that they need to be thinking about and know before they have a kid?
2: <laughs> Gosh, that is a big topic. And I think there's a lot of answers to that. And I think I think there's a whole, like, we could talk a lot about really just taking care of yourself. Mm-hmm. I think that's a big thing. And I think as women, we don't do that enough. We don't think about ourselves enough. We tend to be the caregivers. We tend to be the ones that, you know, think about all the things and do a lot of the things. And that's not, you know, that's not across the board, but it's more common in our society that we are the caregivers. And so I think really before pregnancy, before having kids, I think learning how to take care of your body well Is super important. And if that means, you know, making sure you're not burning the candle at both ends because you're more able to do that when you don't have kids, Mm -hmm. you know, figuring that piece out. What type of exercise works better for you? How are you eating to feel good? Like, what are the things that your body is telling you? Are you having weird symptoms around your cycles? Mm -hmm. Like, listening to your body and how you feel and what's going on there. I think that's important because I think we don't do that until we. Are absolutely forced to do it. Oh yeah. Right? So
1: I, I have recommended this book before, but have you heard of the book in the flow? Yes. Oh my gosh. I learned about it three years ago when I had hit desperation. I'm like, I'm 39, 40 years old and just now reading this book and learning about my period. What? Like, why well, should have been doing so much of this, you know, cycle syncing and looking at my body and taking care of it at each phase of the cycle when I'm in my twenties? <laughs> I mean, and even earlier, like I didn't even know. And just like you're saying, there are certain times of the month, if you're burning the candle at both ends, that is not going to, you know, help your body thrive. And so I think that is one thing I didn't know, again, until later, that we should be taking care of our cycle health and knowing, I mean, regular, that is What is regular? It's almost regular is like the same word of like normal. Mm. Do
0: they even exist? (laughs) Yeah. What we think is normal is really not normal at all. It's (laughs) just what we've come to know. And and two, like too many times we want, one, we want the quick fix, right? Where the anything that has to do with your body is not a quick fix. And then two, we think that there is a one size fits all. And that is also so far off from what we actually should be doing it's you know because we google here's what you need to do and this is what you know this website says but if i google and go what do i not need to do i will find the exact same five things on the what not to do if you Mm -hmm. have this and so it's like well where where do women go to get the information that they need that's best for them or there's do you have you know like Look for this, or kind of these sources, or just something like, don't believe everything you read off of WebMD. Yeah, but but. I
2: actually have that written down. I have. (laughs) Okay. Well, not that phrase specifically, but quieting the noise, I think, is really important because I do think that we live in this world now where we have access to so much information. And I feel like you can go across the street and just say, Oh, I'm feeling tired today. And they're going to be like, Oh, here's the list of things that I do. You should try these things. Right. And so, Everybody has a recommendation for Mm -hmm. you. And so I do think it is finding, maybe finding the experts that you resonate with, right, that really are putting out the information that feels like it fits what you're going through. Mm. And maybe quieting other noises because, yeah, if you're going to put in play 10 different things, you don't know what's helping you. You don't know what's not helping you. Yeah, It's easy to give up, you know, trying because you're just like, oh, well, I don't even know where to start. Mm -hmm. I also think it's, you know, if you're having problems that are severe enough that you need help, getting individualized help is really, really important because somebody can take, you know, an overview of it and really individualize recommendations specifically for you. So it doesn't have to be cookie cutter cookie cutter nutrition, cookie cutter, you know, whatever. there really are specific recommendations out there for the very specific things that you're going through, yeah, whether it's hormone, whether it's mm-hmm. energy, whether it's thyroid, which I know we're going to talk about later. but that can be really helpful too.
1: Well I have a question before your thyroid diagnosis, you obviously were a dietitian, you know, before not specifically working with women on that, but probably working with women in other areas. What was the number one thing people came to you about? Was it energy, sleep, what I mean, wh- I know? we're spot- talking to women all the time. It's sleep and energy and mood swings. You know, that those are the three biggest things that yep. women are complaining about. One hundred percent and weight yeah I was gonna Exactly. Weight weight, weight yeah. loss is
0: I'm going to a diet because mm-hmm. I honestly I think more people think automatically think dietitian think food. That'll help me lose weight. Mm-hmm. I mean and then when you're having the conversation then it's come to like, okay, so tell me else what, what other things are you going through? Then it's like well, yeah, I'd like to lose the twenty pounds, but I, I don't sleep very well, and I don't I, poop. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> I mean, let's talk about that. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not regular, and then you're like, okay, what else? I'm, well, I just don't have any energy around two o'clock, and then you're, and then you know, before you know it, you're like, well, okay, well, the weight thing is actually just going to be a a side benefit to everything else we're going to tackle. Yeah, because that will come off with. When we address all these other things, you know, and I think women are too often thinking like, well, no, 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 no. I want the the out the quick fix the outside to look. I, I can suffer through the being tired and things if I, if I look hot, you know, and <laughs> oh gosh, so. Yes. It's one of those <laughs> like. so, Yeah.
2: But I mean, I see all of that. I think those are huge, huge problems. Yeah. Energy levels, weight, which I tell people exactly what you said. Like, we'll focus. I want to focus on your health first and foremost. I want you to feel good. And then the weight might Mm -hmm. follow. That's just not something that I do in my practice. Yeah. And then mood. Mood is a huge one. Mm -hmm. But I think a lot of those are connected. And I think we don't realize that. So we try to fix mood with maybe the doctor says, okay, go on antidepressants Mm -hmm. or anti-anxiety. Yeah. Go to therapy, which I 100 percent think that everybody should be
0: in therapy. Amen. Me too. (laughs) Go back and see that episode with Noreen. Yes. Uh, Vulnerability and and therapy. So good.
2: (laughs) But I also think that a lot of it is connected. Mm -hmm. Right. So your nutrition can make a big deal in how you feel, how you how much energy you have, your mood, your periods, like all the things, you know. So I, I think that we don't realize that. And I think when you go to the doctor and you give them all of these symptoms. Mm -hmm. then they're like, okay, let's fix each one individually. So take some laxatives. Here's an antidepressant. Mm -hmm. Eat less and move more and you'll lose weight. So they treat it all almost in silos, like individually, where a lot of times we can work on some foundation things and fix or improve a lot of things all at the same time.
0: Yeah. Well, and that it's the medication is it's not fixing it. It's putting a Band-Aid on it. Right. Like it's not changing anything. It's just treating the symptom. And then when you start to incorporate all those medications in your system, which hear me, I am OK with medication. <laughs> I was going like, to say the same thing. Like, <laughs> I am
2: not dissing anybody that <laughs> no. uh, it is absolutely needed 100 percent for a- some people.
0: And as of October of last year, I am out on medication that has transformed my life. So I am a big promoter. Pro- like proponent thank you you're welcome um, this is normal this is yeah This is brain, doesn't function all the time of get help where you need help and yeah. then keep asking questions i think
1: that's it i think it's like don't put the band-aid on it and stop you know i think ultimately the older we get and the wiser we get and understanding our bodies better because we've lived with them longer you know we're starting to see like some similarities and just parallels of our health you know and Every month we get to do that as women. And when you're starting to see it over and over and over that something is wrong or I feel only good about two weeks out of the month, like that's not a huge portion out of an entire year like that. That's a big deal. So I totally agree that it's like, okay, keep getting to the root, though. Like, let's let's fix it. And I think that is really where women are. You know, we kind of talked about the the pre-pregnancy, you know, just portion of just taking care of your body and aligning some of that. But it's the postpartum. That really, really shocks women. And I think a lot of it is physical, but I also think a lot of it is cultural. You know, we're all on, you know, social media and we have other moms and it's like, oh, she bounced back so fast. How'd she do that? You know, versus going, you don't know what's going on with her. You know, I had, you know, what they said was postpartum hypothyroidism then that just disappeared. Weird. That's what they told me. But anyway, I had postpartum depression, too, and I had all these things post-babies you know, all while trying to bounce back and care for kids or, you know, first kid and then multiple kids, you know. So I think it's that even though, you know, my baby's eight, we're still having this discussion, right? Like there's so much that comes after the fact. And I think that women forget that, hey, you carried a child for nine months, your whole body composition changed and you you need to continue to take care of yourself.
2: Yep, absolutely. And there's a lot that goes into that too. Genetics is a, you yeah. know, at play. And, but yeah, it's postpartum is a tough period for a lot of women. And I think that we do need to talk about it as being normal to not bounce back, normal to not feel good every day, normal yeah. to be like, okay, am I really doing a good job at this? And mm-hmm. why do I not feel good? And you're not only taking care of yourself because, you, Pregnancy and having a baby is a huge stressor on your body I mean yeah. you're growing a child for nine ten months mm-hmm. that's a big deal so not only taking care of yourself and trying to kind of get yourself back but you're also taking care of a little tiny human and so I think sometimes we need to give ourselves some grace yeah and yeah just know that it's gonna take a little bit more time than
0: well in your learning some people show right <laughs> and but you're also learning this whole new role like this whole new title of what that means and Who are we talking to? I want to say it was Amy that like motherhood is different for each woman. Mm -hmm. Like there are some that it it is life giving, literally life giving to become a mom. And that is all that they've wanted in their entire lives. And then there are women who become moms and it is like it it turns into a prison cell that they think that they've they've put themselves in. And it can feel that way if they're not doing the right things that are for, for them. And either way, you know, you're either comparing yourself, the, the mom who all she wanted was kids. She's comparing herself to the working mom who's got the thriving career and the home. And she's like, oh, how on earth can you do that? Because she feels guilty. She's not contributing. While the working mom is going, I feel guilty for not wanting to be a stay-at-home mom. Like, yeah. you know, and, and there are so many conversations in that. And we don't talk about... Yeah. Well, and I'll say no. that was
1: Amy Wicks, our Enneagram oh, okay, episode, because we we've had a couple Amy's.
0: <laughs> yeah. So just
1: to get specific on which episode that was. we were just talking about that. And I think, obviously, we're talking more physical health and things. But that what you just said, though, that emotional health and that battle that we go through that plays such a part in how we actually feel, too.
0: Hey, Housewives, we want to share with you one of the resources we absolutely love and use all the time. It is the Audible Premium Plus membership. You know how we talk about books pretty much every episode? Our new podcast one day will be a book and a podcast. Exactly. (laughs) We love
1: to read. But do we have time?
0: No. So we're sharing with you guys the Audible Premium Plus membership because that's how we consume all these books. We know you're in the carpool lanes. We know you're driving your
1: kids to and from practices. You're always on the go, doing laundry, doing dishes, and you can have those AirPods in your ears. With this membership, you get one free Audible to start. And if you're an Amazon Prime member, you get two free audiobooks.
0: Isn't that incredible? And then let's say there's some extra books that you want for the month, you get 30% off the price. So you're saving money there too. And you can cancel at any time. And if you cancel, the books that you've already purchased or already gotten through the membership are yours to keep no matter what. And you get unlimited access to Audible plus the catalog. And they've got their own books. They've got Audible originals, their own original podcasts that so you can't find anywhere else. It's an incredible resource for moms on the go. And so we'll put the link in the show notes for you. And this is a perfect way if you want to get some more reading in, you can absolutely do it this way and support our podcast.
2: And I think that kind of brings it back to the health piece of it and how you feel and to continue to advocate for yourself if you don't feel good like being a new mom isn't an excuse for all of your symptoms that you're having yeah if you know your body the best and i think that's Mm. something that is not told to you like you know your doctor's like nope (laughs) don't confuse your whatever google search for For my my medical uh, degree Mm -hmm. no absolutely not you know your body best and if you are exhausted if you can't get out of bed If Mm -hmm. you absolutely have to nap every day, whatever the symptom is, Mm -hmm. doesn't feel right for you, then you need to keep pushing and keep searching. And I know it's really hard and it can be a journey. I've been on this journey for a long time and I can share that too with you guys. But sometimes it takes time to find a doctor that really truly will listen to you Mm -hmm. and not treat you just like a number and, you know, push you off and just say, no, that's in your head like no you're totally fine no you're not fine you know that you're not fine so keep pushing and keep advocating i think that's a big deal yeah you know and and that might look like making sure that they're doing adequate blood work for you because sometimes they'll just do kind of surface level stuff Mm -hmm. and so really things aren't going to show up for you that might be that they're going to refer you out to somebody you know If you really are struggling with some postpartum depression, then you probably need a referral Mm -hmm. out for some, you know, mental health, counseling, therapy, whatever it is. So, yeah, I think finding a doctor that is going to listen to you is really important. And Mm -hmm. I know that can take some time and that is a frustrating process. So is that that part of your story?
1: Yeah, (laughs) I can see it on your face and as you're nodding, that's part of your story. Yes,
2: but I think it's worth it because once you finally find somebody that, you know, has your back and is willing to listen and is willing to dig a little bit deeper, whether that's a doctor, maybe that's a dietician, maybe that's a functional medicine practitioner, maybe that's a therapist, whoever, you know, can really be a good advocate in your court. I think that's important. Well, and to I find. think that's
1: the overwhelming part. I mean, that, that was for me, too. So, I mean, I have shared my story on a different episode in explaining how I finally got to where I did. But share yours a little bit. You know, was it when you started with the the first thyroid diagnosis that then you started seeking?
2: Yep. So I started with my, it was my primary care doctor. And then I sought out, I was doing some training on my own. And then I sought out a functional medicine practitioner and he was great. And he dug in a little bit more, but still wasn't getting me where I needed to be. And I don't think that I'm faulting. That's not his fault by any means. I just had some other underlying things that were not discovered. And Mm -hmm. so- I went to another functional medicine doctor and she, I didn't care for her. As I was leaving her office, what she told me was, Oh, just try intermittent fasting. And I was like, Okay, cool. I'm not coming back to see you. Right. <laughs> um, and so yeah, so I've kind of been through finding a practitioner that, you know, is really willing to help and actually listen to my whole story because it's a lot. So yeah. So I I I have one now that dug a little deeper and found some things that we think might be the underlying cause of all the things, but it's been six years. Yeah. And so I know that that's a frustrating process and it can be emotional and it can be Mm -hmm. depressing and it can feel hopeless. And
1: well, I get that. I think so many more women are now because of what came out and what with the stress load of of COVID and then also having had the virus or the vaccine or however you've done things, your body, all of our bodies changed in the last three years, every single one of us in some way. And for me, it was the stress. I, I mean, I know because I can go back to the date and the time in which these things just like, it was like a light switch changed, you know, and then it just exasperated, like it just blew up basically. So I, I feel that and I feel that there's just so many women that are sitting there going, okay, where do I start? I'm so overwhelmed, you know, and it's I've gained the weight or I don't have the energy or I'm drinking coffee too much or what, you know, all of this.
0: Going off of that, Tracy, is my question is, Tracy had hit rock bottom, mm-hmm. essentially, like she really did. And what she went through with her daughter and the anxiety, that created the rock bottom yeah, for... that was
1: definitely my highest stress.
0: Right. Mm-hmm. That created the rock bottom. For somebody who, like myself, not that I'm not going to hit rock bottom at some point, I it's... It's guaranteed. <laughs> um, and I'll I'll be sure to talk about it, I'm sure. Um, but I know that I don't feel 110%, you know, uh, my best self, but I power through and I'm naturally an Enneagram 7. And so I, to say I like quick fixes is an understatement. Um <laughs> Who doesn't? But what would you recommend for somebody who's like, I don't know, I know I don't feel great, But I'm also like, I also know that all of the dietary changes that she personally did with her, herself and her daughter and her son. I'm not doing. (laughs) Hey, mind you, I said that three years ago. I said I wasn't going to do it either.
1: Like, yeah. that that was the difference, though. No, but... And the, I've also said I'm not going to stop drinking coffee. And that day might come, too. Like, <laughs> we can't say the nevers anymore. No, not yeah,
0: but also, but you also were dairy-free for years. Yeah. So it was not completely out of the realm for you to remove... To feel better. To remove things out of your diet for that. And yeah. so just, like, what would you suggest for somebody who's like, well, I'm not going to go gluten-free and yeah. I'm not going to, you know... Yeah, in that space. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that's a good question. And I tend to really try to focus more on what you can add to your diet versus what you can take away. away from your diet, yes, because right? Because you're
0: thinking, you're thinking, oh, I can't have that versus like, no, I'm choosing not to have that. I know that's a mental trick too. but <laughs> Well,
2: and the yeah. more good stuff that you put in, and I don't like to say good and bad, but the more whole foods, for instance, mm-hmm. that you put in the less processed foods that you're probably going to have. So focusing on what you can add to, I think it's helpful. So I like to focus on more of a whole foods, kind of what we call an anti-inflammatory diet. So Mm -hmm. real food, a lot of nutrients, like flooding your body with nutrients. So that probably looks like lots of veggies, Mm -hmm. some fruit, lots of colorful foods, that's important because a lot of people will focus on like the macro nutrients, right? So like your proteins, your carbs, your fats, but then we kind of, well, we'll do protein powders and we'll do bars. And then we kind of forget about the like real food. So I like to focus on that healthy fats for a lot of women. We don't get enough protein. Yeah. That's a big deal. Mm -hmm. That's a big deal for Balancing blood sugars, that's a big deal for energy levels. That's a big deal for keeping muscle on. And so as we age, muscle helps with body composition. Muscle helps with being able to do the things like lift up your kids or like Mm -hmm. put your suitcase in the overhead bin on the airplane or, you know, whatever it is that you want to be doing as you're aging. And so protein is is important.
0: Is there an idea of what kind of like on average what a woman should have when it comes to protein or a recommendation just to kind of like, hey, this is the ballpark you need to be in, you know, yes. that we're not, I mean, because when we start thinking about, like, I know we have a, a three-day metabolic reset. Yeah. Tracy and I do with our company. And when I realized how much protein was in that, I was like, I don't get this on an average day. I mean, it was mm-hmm. 60, 78 grams yeah. of protein. And I'm like, okay, like this is one of the reasons I feel so good on this. This, yeah, this the reset. Day, yeah, mm-hmm. the reset. This three day program because I'm getting so much protein, and I you know feel better. But is there kind of a idea?
2: Yep. So it depends kind of on what your goals are, but kind of general guidelines for most women is going to be minimally a hundred grams a day, and then if you're really oh. pushing. I know. I know. That sounds like a lot, doesn't it? If you're really pushing body composition, and this is not my area of expertise by any means, so I would refer out, but they talk about one gram per pound of ideal body weight. So not necessarily the body weight where you are now, but kind of your ideal if body composition is your goal. So thinking about 100 grams. Mm -hmm. So I usually recommend per meal to try to hit 30. So if you can hit 30 per meal three times a day, that's 90. And maybe you can get 15 to 20 in a snack or something. Mm-hmm. That's going to get you at least 100.
1: OK, so that, you know, I know this is just will be a little snippet because we want people to come to you for your services. <laughs> but out, right? what are your top like proteins? Because I'm telling you, women struggle. And you just said it and made me just kind of like lower my head when. You're like, we go to the bars and we go to the protein shakes. This is what we do. Yeah. Because we're
0: busy. Because I yeah. have one. I'm crinkling the favorite. I have I one no I know. That's here. my
1: favorite. Macro
0: bars are my yeah, favorite. Yeah. And it's okay. Yeah. And that's not a promo. I, I use them too. Yeah. yeah. I use them too. We're open to promos though. Yes. <laughs> Macro bars if you would like to uh, sponsor podcast. But I think that's where we're all at. We're so
1: busy as women and moms. And yes, we like always have our water jugs with us. And we have our drinks that we do for our blood sugar and just Our energy, you know, to keep our body balanced without having to grab for the crud, you know, our electrolyte drinks that we have for our kids. Like, we do our best. But I think in general, what you're saying right now was like, hey, this is like one of the number one things. We're not doing it as women.
2: Yeah, I don't think so. And this is one of the big things that I work on foundationally with my clients because I have a ton of them. Like my client that I had yesterday in my office, that was a big thing for her. She was eating zero protein in the morning for breakfast hardly anything. Actually, that's a whole nother topic as most women just under eat in general. But then within a month, she's like, I can't believe how much better I feel. My energy is great. Like this is this is all I needed to do. Mm-hmm. I mean, no, but yes. Yeah. Like, right. That's a good yeah. start. I feel like that's foundational for a lot of women. So I love animal protein. Mm-hmm. That's not going to be for everybody. And I totally get that. And I don't push that on anybody. But for the the bang that we get for our buck when it comes to nutrition and animal protein is mm-hmm. huge. So thinking meat, yeah, good quality meat. So grass fed beef, wild, you know, fish, salmon, shrimp, you know, that kind of stuff. It could be really anything, but we get a huge benefit when it comes to nutrients. But also protein is going to be big um, in animal foods. We can think about eggs. Eggs are a really good quality source of protein if you can tolerate them and you like them. Eggs are great. Six grams of protein per large egg. So, if we think about having breakfast, you have two eggs. Maybe you have, I don't know what you would have with that, a bowl of oatmeal, whatever. Mm -hmm. Like, that's still not enough protein. So, you know, we're pretty well under eating protein at this point. And then you can throw in some plant proteins, right? So, we have beans and legumes and soy and that kind of stuff too that can kind of fill in those gaps. But I do love some animal
1: proteins. (laughs) Well, and it's the easiest. I mean, it really it is for us anyway for pre meal planning and things mm-hmm. that way you know for I mean I make a big old thing of chicken and, and you can make your big ground beef and throw tacos together for you know families and things so you can get your your portions I think it's when it comes to the like it that's like a meal you know I mean the rest of the time it's like okay a smoothie on the door out the door and then you know a bar and a snack for, sometimes for lunch with a uh, just another shake like it is it becomes a just not getting enough of whole food protein that is going to support your energy and also your healing. Yep,
2: absolutely. And I think, too, on the side of that, if you're doing a lot of bars and you're doing a lot of shakes and stuff, you're also going to be missing out on fiber and veggies and, you know, Mm -hmm. some of that, too. So, yes, protein, but also some of the other things that are really important that help you poop, (laughs) you know, that (laughs) help you detox your estrogen out of your system. Like, so... So, yeah. So when we sub some of those foods, then we're missing out on some good quality nutrients, too. And not that we can't do bars and shakes. And it's just maybe not twice a day, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, for every meal. But um, well,
1: and you just said fiber and helping you poop. So let's (laughs) kind of slide in real quick to gut health. I know it's something that you talked about. Is it something that you've always known about or is this new for you, too? I mean, it's new for us in the last, say, seven years and That is like what's crazy about my story is I've had issues since I was a teenager and I did all the things. And When she said I was dairy free, I did that in my early 30s because I was struggling so bad. And I thought, well, maybe that was the answer. You know, little did I know it took me till I was 34 to learn about gut health and realize, oh, those bathroom habits I've had for 20 years isn't normal. (laughs) That's another one I think that
2: we tend to just be like, okay, it is normal or we don't talk about it because Mm -hmm. it's weird, right? Nobody wants to talk about their poop. But it, yeah. Like you should be going daily. Yeah. Once to three times a day. It should be normal. It should yep. look normal. You should absolutely be checking it out to see what it looks like. <laughs> That's not what everybody wants to talk well, about. Unless I you're get a mom,
1: it. you yeah. do talk about it a lot right, because did, yeah. then the kids like make songs about it. But it's
0: never yours that you're actually talking about. It's your children. <laughs> right. So True. True. That's, yeah. Although. <laughs> y- I believe there's somebody in this room that has texted pictures. We're going to talk about that later. Okay. No, that was a kid
1: thing and it turned really bad and, and yeah, oh. that's a story you all can <laughs> just ask me later and Lindsay, I'll tell you off air. Oh. <laughs> but,
2: but yeah, gut health is important. Gut health is important for so many things like from metabolism to energy levels to mood, like all the things that we talked about, gut health can play a role. Immune we,
0: system. Immune yeah, system. Absolutely.
2: The, 100%. We think about autoimmune disease, right? Talking about Hashimoto's and talking about... You know, all of these autoimmune stuff, gut is usually an underlying cause of that. Mm -hmm. So, and we can, like, we're still learning a lot about the microbiome, Mm -hmm. but the microbiome is where, like, we house all of our bacteria and all the good guys, but also there's bad guys there, too, which is normal. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, we can treat our gut really well, but we can also treat our gut really poorly by having a lot of stress Mm -hmm. by eating kind of the standard American diet, by not doing a lot of fiber and really good quality foods. Yeah. Lots of alcohol. Like there's a lot of things that really can play a role in
1: poor gut health. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it's definitely a big deal. Yeah. Well, before we wrap up this episode, what is your thought on coffee? Because women love coffee.
2: Yeah. I don't have a problem with coffee. So I think, well, and I think that with a lot of things, I think you have to know your limits. Mm -hmm. I think you have to know how you feel. If you're dragging and have to live on coffee, that's not normal. So you need to figure out why that's happening. Mm -hmm. So you're not having to live on coffee. If you have a lot of anxiety, if you get like jittery, if you have a lot of mood stuff that happens in the morning after you drink coffee, you might want to just do a trial, do a couple weeks without it and see how it feels. So I don't have a problem with coffee. Coffee is a bitter food. Bitter foods can be really great for digestion and so there's been some studies on coffee and heart health and, you mm-hmm. know, so, but I think as with everything individually, you have to figure out what works best for you. My only caveat here is if you're doing like really sugary coffees every day, yeah. Oh, then was... we're talking blood sugar issues and mm-hmm. we're talking, you know, that's not going to help your weight if that's a concern yeah. and mood and so that would be my only. <laughs> yeah, when I
1: before I think it was probably like 6 years ago I finally switched to just black coffee and avoiding all of the the junk cuz it was lots of cream and lots of sugar. Just and and that I don't know how that came about cuz I I've been drinking coffee since I was a child cuz I'm a farm girl and that's what you do. <laughs>
0: um but I'm not a farm girl <laughs> and I've been drinking coffee since I was a child.
1: Yeah, so, so yeah. I drank black coffee my whole life and then somewhere I don't know when it just started getting Tastier and more junk added to it. So,
2: well, and check out the nutrition labels or on the website of Starbucks. If that's where you go oh. through the drive through, I mean, the sugar content in some of those drinks is just astronomical.
1: I will do a Starbucks treat every now and then for my kids, but that is just not in our budget anymore. It just, when you have so many kids, it's like, I'm not doing $35 at Starbucks daily. Holy moly. Right.
0: <laughs> well, I remember so years ago, I remember switching because I, in high school, I had a forty dollars a week habit at Starbucks, and that was the sorry the look on Tracy's face. It's so that her eyes just were like what? But I did, and it was the the macchiatos with caramel and mm-hmm. extra caramel, you know. And and in high school, you can spend your hard earned you know six dollars an hour money on yeah. coffee drinks because that's all you're paying for as a kid. But then it transformed into like, okay, I have got to cut out all like for whatever. Reason, some at some point, I was just like, no, I can't do this anymore. And so then I would just do like a really sugary sweetener in you know coffee I made at home. And then it wasn't until our road trip to St. Louis that yep. took seven hours, which if you're not from here, it should only take you about three and a half <laughs> during a snowstorm. And that weekend, she was like, try black coffee for a week. And you'll never go back. And since that week after St. Louis, I have not gone back. Such a positive influence on you. Yeah. (laughs) Sure. Let's double check that with my husband. I don't think he thinks that one. Not all the time. Belch really loud. (laughs) No, no. And he goes, you've been hanging out with Tracy too much. But like that was just one small change. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and to think about too, like how many grams of sugar I've just cut out of my, you know, regular diet since. Changing black, you know, and that's what I think, too, we get so overwhelmed because so many things can be just start with one small change. Mm-hmm. Do it for six months. You get that into your habit, you get that into your, then come back and then let's talk about cutting out dairy or, you know, let's just cut out cheese. You don't have to cut out all dairy. Let's just cut out cheese, you know. and Or let's just add some veggies to your lunch.
1: Yeah. Or that, let's that's just, that's what I was just yeah, going to say. What's let's your, make sure like,
2: you get protein for breakfast. hmm without having to cut a bunch of things out. And then it doesn't have to always be food related, but also like, are you sleeping? What are you doing at night before you go to bed? Are you scrolling your phone for an hour? Yeah. You know, what can you do around that? How How do you know that? Did
0: you have a camera on? (laughs) (laughs) Because I'm pretty sure I did that.
2: I mean, it's real common. It's so easy to do, you know, and as moms too, when you get the kids to bed and you're like, okay, it's just me now, I need to just decompress and that's just a super easy thing to do, right? Yeah. And then stress. How's your stress? Mm-hmm. You know, what are you doing to manage that? Are you saying yes to everything that comes your way? Are you really taking care of your mental health? So it doesn't always have to be around food when it comes to health and, you know, some of the small things that you can do. Sometimes they feel like big things, but yeah. you don't always have to put the focus on food, you know, just kind of those, I always call them foundational pieces, but, you know,
1: food, maybe some exercise, sleep, stress. I, I love all that. And I think, To wrap this up, I do love how you gave a lot of good tips of adding in. I think that is such just a a, a mindset switch for so many of us when we think we have to make a change when we don't feel good or we don't feel normal and we're sluggish or there's a problem. We think it's just going to be so much work to take something away or to battle. But I love that approach of just thinking about let's add something in new. Let's try something different just in what we're
0: already doing. And so I love that, Lindsay. Thank you for being here with us today how can people find you and follow you and get in contact with you if they want to check out your services? So
2: I am most active on Instagram at thyroidnutrition.rd. And then the link in my bio will send you to my website. That's lindsayoreillyrd.com. And then you can fill out a form to schedule a free strategy call. So I use that for all my one-on-one clients just to determine if we're a good fit to work together. So I do one-on-one three-month
0: programs with with my clients. Awesome. All right. Well, thank you so much, Lindsay. Yes, thank you. Thank you, Housewives. And we'll see you next week. Take care. Whether we made you laugh or cry today, we pray you feel
1: appreciated, bolder and braver than yesterday, stronger and more faithful for tomorrow and living in who you were made to be today.
0: Join our online community on Facebook. Link in the show notes. And be sure to review and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you enjoy listening. Until next time, housewives, we give you permission to walk confidently, free, and to be intentional in your slippers or stilettos.